0: This is Toastcaster, Volume 38, podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. This episode, Time Blocking 101, with guest Kevin Oxner. Hello, everyone. This is Greg Gazen, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster Podcast for Toastmasters. Today, we're going to talk about time blocking, and we have a guest here that's going to tell us all about it. Time. I'm thinking about songs. How many songs have been written about time? Quite a few. <laughs> time waits for no one. Whenever we talk to someone, we they always tell us, "Geez, I would do. I wish I could do more if I had." that much more time. So today we have with us in the studio we have Kevin Oxner. You've already heard little bits of his voice. Kevin says that good productivity skills don't come naturally for most people, but luckily they can be learned. Kevin is from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He's a productivity expert who teaches companies and individuals ways to turbocharge their effectiveness. He says that the key to becoming a better time manager is to gain clarity on exactly what you're doing before making dozens of lists or downloading iPhone apps. I can't help but think that maybe Kevin was thinking about me when he wrote this introduction.
1: I, I actually very well might have been thinking about you, Greg.
0: <laughs> Kevin is the author of a cool motivational fable entitled Diamonds and Silver, and is the author of a free productivity ebook called Time Blocking. And he's currently working on a new project, which is almost done, called Mega Productivity. Please help me welcome, and you've already heard bits and pieces of his voice, Kevin Oxner. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Pretty good. Kevin, I'm wondering, I'm going to ask you this
1: question. Yes. Can you give me 26 hours in a day? Oh, not exactly, Greg. I, I wish I could. Unfortunately, time is something you can't manufacture more of. But what you can do is use the existing time you have to be more productive and more effective at what you do. So are we talking about time management? Well, no, not exactly, Greg. You see, time blocking isn't really time management. Uh, what time blocking is, is a small portion of an effective time management plan. Uh, when I talk about to people about time management, I have seven steps that I go through. And time blocking is part of one of the steps. Let me set the scene a little bit here, for if, if I can. Can I maybe use you as a bit of an example, Greg?
0: You mean you want to make an example out of me? <laughs> I'm going to try. Does that, will that work for you? I know it's
1: your show. I don't want to take over.
0: <laughs> you know what? After I read the intro, I knew I was going to be the guinea pig, but you know what? <laughs> for the interest of the Toastmasters out there and all the people who want to learn more about time management, myself included, my hand is up, of
1: course, for those of you who can see me. No, you can't see me.
0: Mm-hmm. Go ahead,
1: Kevin. Go for it. So anyway, Craig, here's what I'm thinking. I know you're a busy entrepreneur. I've talked to you in the past. I know you're an entrepreneur, speaker, writer. You're still heavily involved in Toastmasters. You've got a lot of things on your plate. You're you're a really, really busy guy. Now, I'm guessing people are always going to call you. They're always probably calling you and wanting a piece of your time. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, let's just maybe try and focus in a bit more and we'll look at the Toastmasters side of things. So really great. Uh, looking at Toastmasters is no different than planning a corporate function or, or planning your, your whole day out if you're a CEO or a, a high level executive. Now, I assume that you've got a, a speech coming up sometime in the future. Is, is it, would that be correct? I'm always doing speeches and in fact, I'm in the process of getting ready for one right now. I love when you say that. Now, when you do your speeches or at least when you've done some in the past, have you felt that at times you've actually winged them? You've just shown up and just done it because your skill is so refined at this point that you can just show up and just do it? Well, I'm always trying to
0: improve the way I do things, but sometimes I run into a situation where I'll get a call or an email, like I just actually got one this evening, asking me at very short notice to come out and deliver a presentation or present an award or give a pres- giving give a speech of some sort.
1: Good. And, and what I want to get across here is this, is that there are a lot of people out there who on a day-to-day basis, they're dealing with things as they come up on a day-to-day basis, and as something comes in like, like that, where they get a request, they just they deal with it instantly like, as, as it comes in. was alluding to before, sometimes I wing it because I
0: have to. Other times, something else gets into the way, and I end up running out of time.
1: Okay. Well, to make a short story long, which I've already done here, trying to set this whole thing up here, what I want to get across is this. And it's being effective is really about making the right things happen more often than not. So let me give you an example about a speech. So say you've got an, a speech coming up. And I, I know for me, I've, I've given quite a few speeches in the past and I continue to give speeches. But what I find is that when I wing it or if I give some, do something on short notice, I don't feel as as fulfilled after the speech as if I would taken, say, two or three or four more days to prepare. That's fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. Okay. So let's say you've got a speech coming up. Your next speech coming up. What I'm asking you to do, and this is where time blocking comes in. Because really, in, in essence, what time blocking does is it says, during this amount of time, so this is say from 4 to 5 p.m. on Thursday, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this. So you're, sp- you're saying a date, you're saying a time, and a length of time, and what you're going to do. Okay. So you're blocking things like when you're going to roughen the speech, when you're going to maybe proof it and make sure the speech is exactly how you want it, maybe how many times you want to practice it, and when you're going to practice it. So you'd be creating blocks or multiple blocks for all these things, depending on how big the task is.
0: Okay. So right. I
1: would challenge you to to rough, you know, to, to block off a time to write your speech, to to flesh it out, make it sure it's good, and then maybe a separate day to rehearse it.
0: You know, it's interesting because obviously every time we do presentations, we want to make sure that we give the audience the absolute best that we can. And I know sometimes that, that time is a challenge. But you know what's interesting is I find myself actually sitting down and doing all of the things, the roughing, the ideas, the
1: sketching. I seem to kind of do it all in one big block. The reason why I recommend blog, sometimes breaking things down into smaller chunks, Greg, is that it may take you two hours or three hours or four hours to do a speech. And I know you're a busy guy. If I came to you on any given day and I said, hey, Greg, do you have four hours to spare for me? What would you say to me? <laughs> what are <were> the chances <laughs> are you would say to me? Probably not. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> but, for you, Kevin. But how about this? If I, if I move it around and I say, I know this is really important to you, Craig. do you have 50 minutes for me sometime today? Sure. Would you be able to give me 50 minutes if it was something really important?
0: Okay. 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 You know what? I think I know what you're getting at. I think I understand now. Okay, so I got this speech. I know it's going to take me X number of hours. I keep saying, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then I go, okay, I better sit down tonight. And I'm going to work for four or five hours straight. What you're basically saying is that realizing that I'm going to have to do a speech. Let's assume that I've got a couple of days. So I'll block off. A little bit of time to do sketching out here, 15 minutes. A little bit of time to do some revisions, another half an hour here. And then obviously when we want to rehearse and prepare, that's going to take a little longer. Right. I see what you're getting at. That's actually quite clever. You know what? It sounds like it's pretty obvious, but I'm sure many of
1: us, (laughs) we we don't look at the obvious. So many things in life that are effective are absolutely obvious, but people just don't follow through one the, the biggest parts about the time blocking the whole time blocking thing is that most people do it already in a roundabout way they 'll say something like on Thursday, I should probably prepare this speech so we 're already thinking about it, but what we 're doing is this one is we 're saying on Thursday at you know say four p m we 're doing this for half an hour or forty five minutes okay. so you're you 're writing it down you 're scheduling it, and whatever happens the, the big thing is. Do your best. You do your absolute best to f- to fulfill it. The other benefit to time blocking is that I recommend breaking things down into smaller chunks. And the reason being, it, again, if I ask you if you have four hours to spare, you may not. And sometime during Thursday, you'll, you'll, you'll say to yourself, oh, boy, I've got, had things come up. I don't have four hours anymore today, so I'll try push it until tomorrow. But if all of a sudden now you say, well, it's only 15 minutes. I've got 15 minutes or I've got half an hour. It makes it easier to say yes to the, to the tasks. So that's what you're basically saying is scheduling your day. Scheduling your day, but but not scheduling because what I when I always think of when scheduling is, and I've done it in the past, is where someone has in here in their schedule in their, in their day timer from 8 to 8:15, I'm doing this. From 8:15 to 8:40, I'm doing this. And what happens when you schedule everything out exactly throughout your day is that all of a sudden one. One problem comes up, one thing you have to deal with, and your whole schedule's out the window for the rest of the day. So, uh,
0: yeah, okay. You're starting to talk. You're starting to talk my language because sometimes that's what happens to me. I'll say, okay, well, Wednesday's an open day, and I'll do this, this, and this. But then, okay, Thursday morning comes, and I'll go, okay, I better allocate this much time, and that's what I do. And something comes up you know the phone rings or you get an emergency or what'll happen is somebody will email me and then if they don't get a response they'll text me and if they don't get a response they'll phone me so are you saying that the time blocking is like okay take the week and fill in pockets of time but don't schedule your day from
1: first thing in the morning until late at night that's that's pretty much what i'm saying because i'm a realist i know that i'm not going to come in and there's there's never a day we can plan it out perfectly, because there's always there are always those things that are going to come up that you absolutely have to deal with. But what I do suggest is you pick again a few times, or maybe it's for me it's it's six thirty to, to seven thirty in the morning. That's one of my time blocks. Boom, I try and do that almost every day. Depending on the day, I've got more blocks in the morning, and I have a couple in the afternoon, maybe one in the evening, and so it just blocks things up. But there's always a chance, always a time for me to come back and check emails, make phone calls, do all the other things I need to do, but during those time blocks, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour, I don't like having time blocks more than about 60 minutes, but whatever the time block is, you sit there and you do that particular task, and you focus on just one thing for a specified amount of time. Okay, now how would you, I
0: mean this might also sound obvious, but how would you prioritize something like that?
1: Oh boy, Greg, you're 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 trying to sell my my uh, my mega productivity program for me, aren't you? Uh, what, what I do is <laughs> I'm just asking
0: a question
1: <laughs> because you know what? It's a question. I mean,
0: sometimes it's like, okay, well, what priorities do you do? And then when the time crunch comes, you're just, you know, next thing you know, it's two o'clock in
1: the morning before you get to bed. <laughs> right. And the the simplest way to do things is to have a, a list. So you have a list of all the things that are important that need to get done and hopefully you've already gone through and prioritized them. Then the next steps are going to be to do the, the first item off the list. Whatever's the most important thing that you should be doing right now, that's what you should be working on. And then whatever the next important thing is after you complete the first task, do that and then do the next thing and then do the next thing. So it's it's almost like you you're always looking and saying what what should I be doing? And if I'm not doing this, why am I why am I not doing it? So it's making sure that you stay focused on the most important things. As much as possible, but we're always going to get sidetracked by, you know, going on and playing, uh, you know, tower defense online or some some little internet games. But if you can do the most important things as often as possible, you're going to be that much more successful.
0: Okay, well that's interesting. So what I'm picturing here is I've got my to-do list. I've also got, let's say, my calendar up for the week, and I think how. I could probably put this into practice a little bit differently than I've been doing is I I typically have been, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes I go from early morning to late at night scheduling, but I think now going back to the speech that we talked about, I would just put you know, four hours speech or 30 minutes speech, but if I take that speech and I break it down into its smaller components, then they'll probably be a little bit more manageable.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying, too. Is if anyone out there too listening has done this, you'll, you'll probably agree with me that if you can stretch a speech, the development process, over more than a few days, and especially the rehearsal process. When I rehearse in one day and just kind of cram the rehearsal, I never feel as good on a speech as if I've done it. You know, if I, I could do 15 repetitions in one day, but if I space those out where it was five a day for three days, I always feel superior to rushing in and just trying to cram things.
0: Especially with those 30 and 40 minute speeches or even one hour speeches. Absolutely. Okay, now realistically, I mean, we're all creatures of habit. And I know for me, <laughs> what you're saying makes perfect sense. But I'm thinking, okay, I'm. sometimes I have enough trouble scheduling to, time to do the speeches and prepare the speeches. Now I'm thinking, now I've got to figure out a way of breaking it up into pieces. So I, I want to ask you this. First of all, how did you come up with this, and realistically, how long did it take you to get your system down or to get your, uh, your get into the rhythm where you were actually following this? because I know I know that you're a fairly organized guy, and i'm I'm not quite there,
1: but obviously you started off with some sort of chaos. I'll, I'll tell you what the, the first time I started off was when I, I in my first year of university, I opened a student painting company. And I thought I was the greatest thing ever. I thought I'd be the best manager ever, best business operator ever. And what happened was I was there every day and I was going to the paint store, going to see my crews, working hard, you know, getting, doing estimates. And I was working from sunup to sundown. What happened though was I had someone, a friend of mine, he sat down, he sat me down and he said, Kevin, I just, I have to talk to you because you're not being very effective. And I went through this whole list and I said, you don't understand I'm up the crack of dawn every morning. I'm at the paint store every single day. I'm visiting all my crews. And I went off and listed all these things he was doing. And he said, Yeah, you're busy, but you're not being effective at what you do. And when he said that, it just blew my mind. Did it hurt? It, it, oh, it, it, <laughs> sh- it shook me to the core because I thought I was this big business person and I was going to, you know, I didn't need to hear, hear from anyone else. And it really, really was a humbling experience. But some of the things I did was, At first, I was going to the paint store every single day. Instead, I made a time block. And I said on, maybe it was Tuesday. On Tuesday, I'm going to go into the paint store, but I'm not going to go in at 7 a.m. with all the other contractors. I'm going to go in at 3 p.m. And I'm going to have all my orders done for at least the next week. So I would go in on, on an off hour, so it was always quiet. I could walk right up to the counter, fill all my orders. And now instead of spending an hour a day, you know, seven, uh, five or six days a week, I was going in for maybe an hour max once a week. So by blocking off my time and figuring out exactly when the best time was, I was able to go in and take care of so much more and it saved me hours, hours, literally hours during the the week. So there's a great example and it, it built from there. I said, well, this is pretty cool stuff. And so I went on and on and on. I was taught time blocking and I couldn't really find anywhere on the web or anywhere in the libraries where it was uh, the people actually talked about time blocking. So I went ahead and I wrote an ebook on it about all the knowledge I had on time blocking. And of course, then that morphed into my whole mega productivity productivity system.
0: Okay. Yes, I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. In fact, I, I do have it in front of me, but... I have to block off some time (laughs) to be able to go through it. To go through it.
1: Actually, maybe, Kevin, could you maybe just share with people how they could get a hold of this? Absolutely great. If someone's interested in getting hold of my Time Blocking 101 ebook, it's completely free. If they head over to my website at yourmakingme.com, and I'm I'm guessing I'll put a link to it in the show notes. If they head over to yourmakingme.com, I've got a free link there. I do ask for an email just to get on my on my mailing list, I don't spam people, but it's, it is completely free and they can, always, they can do what they want from it from that point forward.
0: Okay, great. And mega productivity, of course, that for me is something that's in the future.
1: Can you give us a quick preview of mega productivity? Sure. Let me give you a run through of some of the steps. It's actually it's done. It's ready to go and I'm actually rolling it out in the next couple of days. But what it really boils down to, Greg, is I've talked about seven different concepts. The first four I call the core four. And these are four things where if you just do these things, you'll be successful no matter what. Those four things are specify, clarify, focus, and act. So it's really about getting a handle on doing the right things first, and then you focus on doing focus on becoming more efficient. So Time blocking comes into the second group of concepts that I talk about. I call them the tri-cats. <laughs> they're three. Yeah, they're three. <laughs> not, not, not the Hamilton tri-cats. Okay. No, no. Sorry, I did. I'm a Ryder fan, but the what what it, what it comes down to, Greg, is it's three catalysts. It's three things that take what you're already doing and just makes them better, makes them faster. I call that the productivity steroids. And what those three catalysts are are it's having a systemize. So it's systemize, it's simplifying, and it's communicating. So there's seven steps, and if you do each one, if you focus on the core four first, get those down, you start doing the most effective things most of the time, and then the tricast just make it better. And that's what I find is that most people worry too much about efficiency when they should actually be focusing on effectiveness before they start worrying about doing things faster. Okay. Can you give us a little sneak peek of efficiency versus effectiveness? Absolutely. So here's how it works. Is effectiveness is mostly saying what do you want, why do you want it, and how are you going to get there? It sounds kind of like basic goal setting, and that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's figuring out exactly what you want and getting a how. Usually people have a, a good idea of, how, of what they want, but they don't really know how they're going to get it. They'll tell me things like, don't worry, Kev, I'll figure it out on the way which I don't believe for a second. I also believe that people need to have a strong why. There are a lot of goals you can set that may be good ideas. I may have a goal where I can say, I want to learn five languages. That'd be a really good idea, right? But why? What's my my underlying assumption? Why would I actually want to learn these languages? If I don't have a real why behind it, I'm not going to do it. You know, I've always wanted to learn languages and I learned Spanish because my wife is from Latin America. So I had some extra leverage on myself to make sure I I followed through and learned the language. I guess the next step to them would be to have prioritized things, making sure we know exactly what's the most important and what's the least important. And many times the least important things will fall off off your radar and you never have to worry about them. If you focus on the most important things and do the most important things most of the time, you're going to have great results. So that's, that's just taking care of the effectiveness. The efficiency is where you start adding time blocking. You start adding iPhone apps. You start making things go faster. What I'm really trying to say, Craig, is that it's always most important to do the right things. I can do four or five right things in a day and come out further ahead than doing 20 or 30 things that don't matter in the world. Just They came on my desk. I just did them because they were there. So for me, that's the big key is making sure you're deciding about what you're going to do and where, where your focus is going to go and not letting your focus be stolen from things coming across your desk or people calling you or, or emails coming in on a daily basis.
0: That certainly makes a lot of sense. So I'm thinking here, time blocking, the ebook. I've got it here. I really should be reading it. So why would I want to be reading it? Well, maybe because, I mean, look, in reality, I do get things done. Sometimes it takes me a little longer to get things done, and maybe they they should. So why I want to read it is because I want to see if I can squeeze 26 hours out of 24. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to block off, let's say, a half an hour on, let's see, half 9 o'clock Monday morning, I'm going to sit down and just gloss over the book. I'm going to have a quick peek through it. And then Tuesday night, I think I'll sit down, have a cup of coffee and I'll go through it. Oh, I have to put a time on it, right? Seven to
1: eight o'clock. And maybe you can set one goal for that too, Greg, and choose one or maybe two things out of the book that are going to work for you personally and put those into effect. Don't try and implement the whole book, you know, in one day pick one or two things and start with those and the good news Greg I know you like walking I, like, I know you like going out to exercise the whole mega productivity system is actually audio based so you can, oh. you, you can put it into your into your iPhone and as you walk you can learn about time management and productivity ooh that was a smooth sale. but just- <laughs> <laughs> oh come on <laughs> well actually
0: my philosophy is that if I can learn a couple of things I mean I've already picked up a couple of pointers and tips and I mean, I know I've always had some a few challenges with time management and the concept of time blocking is, it's as I mentioned earlier, it seems it's, it's so simple but it's something that I never really thought of. And the why is also something I think is kind of interesting because sometimes you come across things that you figure, oh, yeah, this should be really interesting. I think this will be fun. And when you ask yourself why, if there's not a good enough reason, because there's really no way that you can do absolutely everything that you want to do. No. I mean, if I had to make a bucket list, it would probably have a thousand things on it, but that would be unrealistic unless I'm going to live to 150. <laughs> Kevin, I really want to thank you for spending the time with us here today. I know that I picked up a few tips and time blocking, interestingly enough, is something that I never specifically heard of. I know I've heard about time management, but not specifically about time blocking. And I know that I've picked up a couple of tips that I'll certainly be able to use. I want to encourage everybody to take an opportunity to get Kevin's free time blocking ebook by simply going to yourmakingme.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E dot com. All Kevin is asking for is your email address. Now, Kevin, you've got Mega Productivity. You said you're almost finished. It's done, Greg. I'm, just, I'm actually ready to roll it out in the next couple of days. It's done. That's fantastic, Kevin. And Kevin is graciously offering an incentive for listeners to Toastcaster for his new product, Mega Productivity. Again, Kevin, this
1: has been really most enlightening.
0: Maybe if you could leave our listeners with just
1: one quick tip. You know, great for me. One of the biggest tips I can leave with people is simply this and it's focused planning leads to specific results. Focused planning leads to specific results. If you know exactly what you're after, you know how to get it and you know what's the most important thing in your life. And then if you can take all that and put a time block and work towards it, you're going to get more success. You're going to get more recognition And you're going to feel more accomplished at the end of every day when you're heading home from work.
0: Kevin Oxner, thank you so much.
1: All right, Greg. Take care. Thanks
0: for having me. Okay. Wow, I thought that was pretty enlightening. This is Greg Gazin, Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters, saying have yourself a great evening. We'll catch you in the next episode. can catch toastcaster podcast for toastmasters at toastcaster.com or on apple itunes